Hello and welcome to Living Proof, the Isaac Newton Institute podcast. My name is Dan Aspel. Today's episode is the fifth in our series interviewing recipients of the Simons Postdoctoral Fellowships in Mathematics. Today's guest is Annika Madhusudanan. Annika is part of the Mathematical Aspects of Turbulence program, and we very much hope you enjoy hearing about her experience so far. Okay, so I'm sitting down here with uh, Anaka Matosudanan. I've tried my very best. Could you give us a proper pronunciation of your name, please? It, that's very good. It's a, it's a pretty good pronunciation, Anaka Matosudanan. Lovely. Okay. We're sitting down here today because you are one of the new Simons Fellows, and we've been interviewing uh, every one of you who has come to the Institute so far. And I'd love you to tell me a little bit about how you came to find that and uh, how you're enjoying it so far. But I guess, first of all, how are you enjoying Cambridge? How long have you been here now? So I've been in Cambridge for almost a month because I got here a little bit before Christmas um, and I've been enjoying it very well. It's a it's a very pretty city um, and it's very different too. So I flew over from California, Pasadena, and it is incredibly different. So <laughs> I am... Uh, of course, both cities have their own positives, but it's 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 nice when you just make that shift and it's it's a whole new world. Mm. So is that where you've most recently come from? Most recently, yes. Wow. Uh, so I was in Pasadena for a postdoc in the last one and a half years. Mm. So, yes. And whereabouts were you based when you were there? Um, the so, uh, Caltech. Caltech. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, that's a big name. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and how was your time there? Is it a year and a half or so? Was that a positive experience for you? It, it was. So getting there was hard because um, I happened to finish my PhD pretty much right before COVID started. Um, and I had an offer. I had a visa, but I just couldn't get to the country because everyone had closed down the borders. So the getting there part was a little hard. But uh, And then, of course, the first... Um, Eight months, I think, I didn't see the campus at all. So it was basically work from home. Um, but it was it was a very positive experience. Um, and the last few months in campus was incredible. Um, except, of course, I felt like I was leaving just as I had started. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but that, that was pretty much the story for everyone who started anything during, during the pandemic. I, yeah, I really hope that when people listen to recordings like this in the future, it will seem like a bizarre time capsule of a very unusual time yeah. and that this kind of thing isn't regular or doesn't happen again because it is so odd. You know, you, it, you have these amazing opportunities. You spent a year and a half at Caltech and now here you are here and things are starting to... We've had a lot of activity over the last two years. A lot of it's been virtual, some of it's been hybrid. We have had a lot of people physically in when appropriate. But it only now seems like the pandemic is reaching its... Final stages, um, it feels very much that way here. Mm. I mean, if, feel free to laugh, anyone who's listening to this in the future. <laughs> um, but it's it's really harsh. It's really harsh on, on anyone who's had these amazing opportunities in that period. It, it, it is. And actually, so you're talking about how people would find it strange. I find it strange thinking back upon it. Like, it seems sort of surreal because it was, it was a different world. Everyone was locked down and... Um, it it didn't seem so strange back then while it was happening because that seemed normal. It's 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 incredible how 
quickly normal changes for us. And now that things are getting back to normal, it seems it seems like that was a completely different world. And it almost seems like I'm reading a book while thinking <laughs> back upon that time. Yes, but, yes. Watching someone else's life somehow. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, once I started going back into office, uh, I, I, I used to remark, I, I I can't really imagine working from home throughout the day, but I did it uh, for eight months. But yes, that's... Yeah, I, I was having a, a some in our previous conversation in this series, uh, we were talking about that feeling of, um, of becoming used to that behaviour and, 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 and looking back on it and it feeling unreal, I think. Yes, yeah, so which is exactly the same sort of feelings we're having now. Um, so your time in, in uh, Pasadena, you were there, it was only at the end where things became like more physical involvement I, I think it's fair to say what was your experience like of the pandemic there I don't know how, how much you've heard about how it's been in Britain was it a similar kind of uh, a thing with sort of strong lockdowns waiting for the vaccines trying to unlock it at every at the first opportunity that it was safe to do so it it was actually it, it was I think very so I have had friends here who was going through lockdowns here um, there were I must say there are differences, but on on a large scale, it was very similar. And I also, my comparison at that point was, so I flew in from Melbourne um, and I flew in from a much stricter lockdown back in Melbourne. Mm. Um, But essentially the things you could do was pretty much the same, but you could stay in your apartment. That's all you could do. Um, Mm. So I would say it was very similar, at least between Melbourne and Pasadena at that, at that stage of the pandemic before vaccines very even on the horizon, it, mm. I would say it was very similar. Yeah. Um, the yeah. experience was very similar. Yeah. Um, well, well, as I say, hopefully there is cause for optimism for all of us hopefully. from this point it, onwards. It does look positive. I mean, yeah. there, are, there are people, like I'm, I'm sharing the office with another person, which, which was, uh, yeah, it, it, that wasn't even a question that came on, onto the table when things were getting back, just getting back to normal because... Yeah. Um, you couldn't share your office with anyone. That was one of the conditions of coming back to office. But um, mm. now I have someone in the office, which seems very positive. Yeah, absolutely. You can work together. You could go swimming at lunchtime. You can go to the cinema in the evening. Yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. it feels special, doesn't it? These uh, everyday pleasures. Mm, yeah. um, that's great. I mean, because working together is is the core of what I and I is about. Mm. Let's. Um, you said that you'd gone to Pasadena from Melbourne. Can you give me a little pricey of, of what your life in maths has been like? So my life in maths hasn't entirely been in maths. Um, I did uh, an undergraduate in physics uh, in India. And then I actually did a a master's in mathematical sciences or applied math um, in Bristol in the UK. Um, I moved uh, to, so there was a, 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 it took a short one year break in between that and then moved to Melbourne for my PhD. Um, And that was in mechanical engineering, actually. Um, So although these do seem like entirely different fields. I did have a common thread. I was always working on fluid mechanics. Um, so that's, and it, it's it's strange how different departments work in the same, like you, you can't switch departments without too much trouble. Um, and then I moved to Pasadena where I was in the department of, uh, so graduate aerospace laboratory. So um, aerospace engineering um, was the department, um, but I, I was still doing the same thing. Um, and now here, which is now an applied math um, department. So that has been my journey through math or physics or well, one of those. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and of course, you're, you're working on the mathematical aspects of turbulence. 
program which fits exactly with your it, it does so I, I did my phd in turbulence i did my postdoc in uh turbulence so that 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 it does fit yes oh that's so exciting so this must have been uh, a real uh of great appeal when you saw this advertised or saw the opportunity how did you find out about the simon's fellowship um i have my postdoc supervisor to entirely thank for that so she uh, uh professor beverly mckeon uh she is one of the organizers of the uh, of the workshop and um um, she forwarded me the advert, uh, advert, so it was as simple as that, finding mm. it. Um, and she's the one who encouraged me to uh, apply, so all, all thanks to her for me being here. That's wonderful, and that, that's such a, a common occurrence. It is. It's so nice to hear that um, friendly and professional networks within the sciences are how most opportunities arise. So I mean, that's such an interesting thing for people younger than yourself to hear, I think, that it's just very important to meet and know people. It, it is. It, it is also how I found my first postdoc with uh, Professor McKeon. Um, I attended a conference where she happened to be there. I talked to her and I uh, asked her if I if I can work with her later on. And that, that's how it worked out. So mm. um, it's actually so coming into... Um, so I wasn't particularly good... I still am not particularly good at networking, but you do get better at it. And Very few people say they are good, and it sounds pretty true. awful if they do, doesn't it? Uh, true, true, <laughs> true. But, uh, no I, one admits I, to being good at networking. But yeah. some of us, I think, come being particularly bad, and I'm, I might be there. Um, but uh, it's, 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 it's helpful that the people you're trying to network with are very friendly. They are actually trying to help you. And that's something that you learn, which makes it easier. Mm. Um, so all, all my supervisors, they, they were trying to help me. So talking to them was easier than so it, networking isn't as hard as it seems like on the outside, I guess. So, yeah. But and, sure. and it is definitely what helps us um, get advice, get jobs. Very much true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I ask a little bit about your journey into um, maths and physics uh, before higher education. So, uh, am I right in saying that you grew up in India? Uh, not entirely. Mm. Uh, so, I grew up. Part of it was in India, and part of it was in the Middle East, which is where my my dad kept shifting between different countries in the Middle East. Um, so, the longest I've stayed in any place is like four years. That's that's been wow. my okay, uh, yeah. maximum, um, and that was. Half my life, I blame that on my father, and the rest half is completely on me. Um, and uh, yeah, so the pandemic's hit you particularly hard. If you're used to, uh, I, I was used to traveling back and forth, at least between India, wherever I am. I've made that travel pretty often, and now it's been two years since I've traveled back to India. That's the first for me. Mm. Um, but uh, well, it's been three years for my husband since he's visited back home, so I can't really complain, can I? <laughs> But yes, um, I, I've, I've focused on your uh, where you've grown up, which, as it turns out, is a, a, a fascinating and complicated answer. Uh, but you, what about your? Uh, were you drawn to these subjects from an early age? Do you think? Um, I I did like math and physics. Uh, I did want to do uh, an undergrad in physics as early on as probably um, what for me is tenth grade, which I'm not entirely sure how to translate that into other education systems. So, uh, um, secondary school is that? Early teenage or uh, yeah, early to uh, mid teenage. Yes, okay, yes. Right, sure. um, and that basically, just subjects in school fascinated me. Uh, fascinated me, and I, I like reading. And uh, someone just 
at random pointed out, uh, it's a very cliche journey into science, I actually pointed out Brief History of Time by uh, Stephen Hawking, and I read that. Um, and that got me to an undergrad in physics, and somewhere in between the undergrad in physics, I read a book called Chaos by James Gleick, which uh, which sort of uh, fascinated me about everyday problems, like fluid mechanics is something that's everyday, like you open a tap and, and water flo- flows out of it. It's, it's turbulent and it it's fascinating that you can see it, it's, it's all there, you still can't explain it entirely, uh, you still can't model it, you still can't you, you still can't get all the details of it without an incredible amount of effort. Um, mm. And that fascinated me that there are things that I can see, everyday things that are still unexplained. Um, and that would probably be what got, in, uh, got me into fluid mechanics um, and and eventually mathematical aspects of turbulence, yes. Mm, wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's wonderful. And then to see yourself here... Uh, on at Professor Hawking's campus, you know, in, until his passing not so long ago, this was where he was based. Mm. Um, that must be an exciting feeling, and um, yeah, it's it's wonderful to hear that journey. And you know, there's there's obviously such excitement on your face, which I I, I won't describe in detail to the <laughs> listener, but uh, it's it's just really wonderful to be part of this journey it, for you. Um, so now that you're here, you're you've been here for three weeks or so, and you're going to be splitting your time between the Newton Institute and the Programme on Mathematical Turbulence, and uh, the Faculty of Maths. Yes. So I think you're going to have half a year attached to each one? Half, half a year in INI, and, mm. um, half, uh, which is, of course, Isaac Newton Institute, and uh, half a year at uh, DAMT. Yeah, um, so Applied Maths and Theoretical applied Physics. Applied Maths, yes. Yeah. Wow, great, really exciting. And um, there's, I guess there's a couple of uh, questions that beyond this I'd like to ask, and one is that there are other people who are on exactly the same fellowship, as yes. you hear. So you've got your peers, and then you've also got the other members of the programme, many of whom will be from a variety of stages in their careers, some of whom will be very senior, some middle and some early, I suppose. Uh, so how's your interaction so far, as very uh, small as it's been, because you've only been here for three weeks, how's that gone with those various groups of people? How are you finding um, the interactions? So it, it's incredible that there are not too many people at INI right now because the program did go virtual. Uh, but oh, certainly for, for this month at the for, very least. For this yeah. month. Uh, yeah. From next month on, uh, it, it is going, I, I think it's going back in person, the next workshop on, but I, I might yeah. be wrong there. But this is a result uh, of the, in mid-December, the uh, rise of Omicron was Omicron, obviously a huge yes. concern yes. across the world. And as it transpires, it's been a lot less severe for many different reasons than predicted so this month virtual things returning back in person yes Um, but it's 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 uh incredible that even with the few people over here i've gotten to talk to people to interact with people um and so i've got some people whom i knew before um and um it's it's also been so although um my uh, the person working in the same office as me, Antoine, who's given uh, an interview um, earlier, yes. earlier yeah, yeah. last he, week. He was the uh, the person before you in the series. Yes. Um, so it's uh, we've been talking to each other and we've been discovering that both of us work in turbulence. True, but both of us have been working in completely parallel worlds. Like uh, there is, if it wasn't for I and I, there's no way our paths would have crossed uh, because uh, we attend different conferences, we publish in different journals, uh, but essentially we both work on the same topic. So that's been something that's um, really struck me, how 
how different our languages are, although we are talking about the exact same problem. And that's also a, a concept that's been coming up in INI, how um, I think the way they they phrase it is how engineers and mathematicians are going to talk. And in, in, in that framework, I think I'd be the engineer and um, Antoine would be the mathematician. Um, and it, it's that's that's a sort of communication I haven't had before. So all the conferences are very specific. Uh, all the conferences you tend to attend are very specific. Mm. Um, you tend to meet um, people who are working in very... I, I didn't I didn't know this before, but after coming here, I've realized that we were working on very similar things. Uh, everyone in a conference um, is, is working on very similar things. Mm. But conversations over here tend to be longer, more detailed, and you're talking with people who are working on... Uh, who have completely different ideas, which is... Uh, it's 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 uh, it's incredible. It's uh, it's it's been very new to me. Yeah, and that's that's a lovely way of expressing it, um, because it's that mingling of of different viewpoints, which definitely. leads to all the outcomes. Um, De- definitely, definitely, yeah. yes. It's a, I mean, a completely different viewpoint um, and the same problem. So it it, it there should be benefits to learning about each other's uh, viewpoints. <laughs> Excellent. And do you feel relaxed around the more senior? Uh, members of the program uh, that you've spoken to so far? Relaxed is, well, it is relative. So I am more <laughs> relaxed than I was as a first year PhD student, I'd say. Mm. Um, and that's, I guess, the more comfortable you get with what you're working with, the more comfortable you'd be talking with uh, with people who who are more senior to you, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm not entirely there. I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, uh, but... But yes, more more relaxed than uh, I was as a first year PhD student. Yes, excellent. Um, well, thank you very much for your time this morning. It's been a real treat. Um, it's a beautiful day today. Are you uh, going to be taking advantage of anything in Cambridge over the next few days? I mean, what, what, what it's Monday morning, in fact. So, what does the week hold for you? Anything exciting on the horizon? Oh well, um, right now, when you ask me that, the only thing I can think of is my move <laughs> that's coming up on Wednesday. Uh, okay, um, but. Otherwise, it's, I guess, a little bit too early in the week for me to plan things, but <laughs> things I like doing uh, are, are generally going for these um, long walks. And I actually saw very pretty parts of the campus yesterday, um, um, the Mathematical Bridge, I think. It's yeah, called. Yes, yeah, not I, far from here. Yeah. I, yes, I, I, it took me three weeks to get there, but I did <laughs> finally get there yesterday. Um, and uh, I, I'm still exploring the city, um, which takes me a while because I have absolutely no sense of direction. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's discovery every time I go, even though it's the same place. Uh, <laughs> well, Cambridge, it's not laid out in any kind of grid system, um, which I'm not saying that that would be familiar with your previous homes, because I know you've lived in Bristol, and that's also very similar to Cambridge, <laughs> yes. and there's no real system to it. Um, but yes, it, it defies immediate and clear understanding, I think, and yeah, it rewards a lot of exploration. So um, I'm sure yes, you'll enjoy and, yourself. And, and I've been enjoying the mm. exploration, so I'm, I'm not in any hurry to uh, discover the whole city very fast. Um, so I have a whole year to do it. Great. Well, I really hope you enjoy your time here. It's going to be fun to Thank see you, you so around and, uh, and, and see your experiences of the workshops that are to come so yeah. thank you so much thank you so much for um, having me here thank you yeah pleasure thank you